RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Aaron Tam. Tonight's headlines. The authorities have said they will ensure government workers assigned to the December LegCo election will be absolutely loyal. The body of a senior inspector has been found in waters near Tai O. The 37-year-old went missing after a police launch capsized on Saturday. And a judge has described the knife attack on a lawmaker as senseless and most horrific before sentencing the assailant to nine years in jail. Constitutional and Mainland Affairs Secretary Eric Zung says government staff who work as polling officers in the upcoming Legislative Council elections will have to undergo political screening to ensure absolute loyalty. Violet Wong has details. During a LegCo panel meeting, DAB legislator Wong Teng Kwong said politically unreliable workers could undermine the fairness of the December polls. The Constitutional and Mainland Affairs Chief spoke through an interpreter. We have liaised with the Security Bureau. There will be a checking on the staff to make sure that they are going to be absolutely loyal. And also, all civil servants have taken an oath to swear allegiance and to be loyal. Meanwhile, Mr. Zhang said his bureau will advise the Electoral Affairs Commission on how to improve voting arrangements after the ballot counting process for last Sunday's election committee polls was severely delayed by a series of glitches. He added that the commission, headed by Justice Barnabas Fung, will submit a detailed report to the chief executive within 90 days. The New People's Party lawmaker Regina Ip called for a more complete overhaul, including a change in the EAC's leadership. The advantages of having a judge is that judges impart the impression of impartiality and fairness, but you also need administrative expertise in managing such large-scale elections, you know. I don't think judges are best suited for managing this sort of operation. In response, Mr. Deng said he will pass on the suggestion to Chief Executive Carrie Lam, who is responsible for appointing the EAC's head. Police say they found the body of an officer who had been missing at sea since a patrol boat overturned on Saturday. Wendy Wong reports. Police Commissioner Raymond Seal says the senior inspector and three other officers have been chasing smugglers near Long Ku Chow. He says the police boat overturned after being struck by the other vessel and the officers were trapped underneath the speedboat. Rescuers found the three other officers, but Lam Yunyi, who was 37, was missing. Marine police, firefighters and the government flying service were deployed to look for her. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says in a statement that she is deeply saddened by the death and offers her condolences to the senior inspector's relatives. The CE says the government will make every effort to support the family. Lam Yunyi joined the force in 2007 and had been working in the small boat division under the Marine Regional Headquarters. A man has been jailed for nine years for stabbing legislator Junius Ho in 2019. The judge described the attack as senseless and most horrific. Here's Timmy Sung. Tong Park Fai, who is 31 and unemployed, had pleaded guilty to wounding Mr Ho and the lawmaker's bodyguard on November 6, 2019 in Moon. The lawmaker was campaigning ahead of the 2019 District Council elections when Tong approached him with a bunch of flowers before taking out a 33-centimeter long knife and stabbing him. 
Nittau suffered a two-centimeter wound to his chest, and his bodyguard was also slashed. Passing sentence, High Court Judge Esther Toh said the attack was premeditated, noting that the defendant was carrying two knives with him and had been captured on CCTV, visiting the scene two days beforehand. She said a deterrent sentence was needed after what was a senseless and vicious attack on someone going about their legitimate business. The judge also referred to Mr. Ho's psychological report, saying he was still worried months after the attack, although his resilience and optimism had helped him overcome the challenges. To the weather forecast, it'll be mainly fine. The minimum temperature will be around 28 degrees tomorrow, very hot during the day with a maximum temperature of 33 degrees in the urban areas and a bit hotter in the new territories. Outlook, mainly fine and very hot apart from isolated showers in the next few days. Right now, the temperature is 29 degrees with humidity at 76%. The very hot weather warning is in effect. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The SAR government has issued a report blaming the U.S. and black-clad violence in 2019 for hurting Hong Kong's business environment and praising the national security law for restoring order and the city's prospects. Jimmy Choi has details. The 68-page report on Hong Kong's business environment is the first of its kind ever published by the government. The whole chapter is devoted to how violent protests in 2019 and actions by the U.S. against the SAL dealt a blow to the city's economy and business environment. The report says the U.S. strategy of suppressing China caused serious disruption to the SAL. It accuses the U.S. of inciting and supporting black-clad violence, imposing blatantly unreasonable sanctions on Hong Kong and mainland officials, as well as putting pressure on multinational enterprises operating in the territory. It points fingers at think tanks and business organizations such as the Heritage Foundation and the Fraser Institute, saying they made unjustified and negative assessments of the city. But the report stresses that the national security law and the electoral system overhaul have restored stability and safeguarded the business environment here, citing a 4.6% drop in the total number of crimes in the first half of 2021 compared to the same period a year ago, a rebound in the economy and a falling unemployment rate. Financial Secretary Paul Chan says the report is primarily aimed at clarifying misinformation about Hong Kong over the past two years. to better understand the situation here. The government report also says with the opportunities brought about by the national 14 five-year plan and the Greater Bay Area, Hong Kong will have new impetus for economic development. In a statement, a spokesperson for the Foreign Ministry Office here in Hong Kong also welcomed the report saying it shows that the business climate in the SAR remains energetic. Debate is heating up within the Democratic Party after it approved a higher nomination threshold for members interested in running in LegCo elections, but stopped short of deciding whether to take part in December's polls. Maggie Ho has more.
Under a new internal procedure, Lechko hopefuls must secure at least 10 nominations from each of the party's five district branches. But former party lawmaker Fred Lee said it doesn't make sense to raise the threshold when time is tight. If you don't want members to join elections, you create higher thresholds, he told an RTHK program. And he questioned if it's possible to find 10 nominations from each branch within such a short time. But party chairman Lokin Hayes says the higher threshold is not unachievable. Speaking on the same program, Mr. Lowe noted that the Democrats used to conduct opinion polls before nominating candidates for the LegCo elections, but said there's no time to do so this year. That's why it has to introduce a higher threshold to ensure anyone who wants to run is qualified. But he said no one had indicated the intention to run so far. Former legislator Leung Kwok Hong has lost a court of final appeal bid to stave off a prosecution for contempt of LegCo. The case is over his alleged snatching of a folder from an official at a meeting five years ago. Jimmy Choi reports. Mr Leung, who's currently in prison over protest and Junfall Fidjo-related charges, was taken to court under the LegCo Powers and Privileges Ordinance, accused of grabbing documents from the then Undersecretary for Development, Eric Ma, in November 2016. A magistrate halted the prosecution before the government convinced the Court of Appeal that it should go ahead. Mr Leung then took the matter to the city's top court. His lawyers argued that as a lawmaker, Mr Leung was immune from legal action for his statements at LegCo meetings under the basic law, and that legislators' freedom of speech and debate is protected by the Powers and Privileges Ordinance. In their ruling, a panel of five Court of Final Appeal judges said the protection of free speech and debate in LegCo itself evidently an important right, and it would be a significant inroad to that freedom if lawmakers were subject to legal proceedings over things they said. But the court added that the law also aims to create a secure and dignified environment for LegCo to carry out its functions without disruption. It said Mr Leung's behaviour did not fall within speech or debate protected by the law, and he created a disturbance which interfered with the ability of other LegCo members to carry out their functions. The former lawmaker's wife, Chen Po Ying, says she thinks the ruling will set a bad precedent, and in future, any action or conduct which is not considered proper by the government could lead to similar prosecutions. She said her husband may now have to face a retrial. The Legislative Council will start vetting the government's amendment bill on the registration for overseas doctors on October 13th, but Hong Kong's Academy of Medicine has called for the legislative process to slow down. The Academy says it has serious reservations and grave concerns on the retrospective recognition for non-local specialists. Chairman Professor Gilberto Leung says that recognition allows senior specialists to work in Hong Kong without having their primary qualifications inspected by the Academy. He added training for foreign specialists may not be up to standard. If they don't have a proper primary medical qualification, they may not know how to deal with things 20 years postgraduate to deal with things that are outside their specialty. If you are out there practicing independently and you have not had a proper primary medical training, there are potential risks. Missing diagnosis, delayed diagnosis, poor explanation, not all of them would lead to medical errors or mishap or patient suffering, but it's about expectations, it's about trust. With this new path, patients would start to wonder. They are no longer sure.
Chief Executive Carrie Lam, along with the leaders of Guangdong and Macau, has been handed over the National Games flag at the closing ceremony of the 14th edition of the Games in Shanxi. The two SARs and the neighboring mainland province will be co-hosting the mega sports event in 2025. Violet Wong reports. The National Games flag was lowered after Premier Li Keqiang announced the closure of the Shanxi Games at a fully packed gymnasium at the Xi'an Olympic Sports Center. It was then passed on to Guangdong Governor Ma Xingrei and the chief executives of Hong Kong and Macau, Carrie Lam and Hou Yasing. The State Council announced last month that Hong Kong will be co-hosting the next edition of the Games with neighboring Macau and Guangdong in 2025. Chief Executive Carrie Lam had welcomed the announcement, saying it would further promote sports development in Hong Kong. The city sent a 169-strong delegation to this year's National Games, winning two gold and five bronze medals in events such as fencing, cycling and kata. Germany's two main political parties will both try to form separate coalitions after Sunday's elections in which the centre-left Social Democrats narrowly came in first place. The main candidate of Germany's Christian Democrats reasserted his party's readiness to try to form a coalition government despite coming second. Armin Laschet said no party had won a clear mandate. The election campaign is over. No one should act as if he could decide on his own how to form a government, and therefore talks with possible partners are necessary. We have to meet on an equal footing. We must also overcome contradictions between different political currents. The next federal government will, in all likelihood, have to connect three large parties, and that has not yet happened after a federal election in Germany. To sports and in golf, Team USA have regained the Ryder Cup in dominating fashion, winning the trophy by a record score of 19 points to 9. The BBC's Ian Carter reports from Whistling Straits in the U.S. state of Wisconsin. Europe fell to their heaviest defeat, winning only three of the final 12 matches. The overall outcome was never in doubt, despite Rory McIlroy winning the top match against Xander Schofle. There was never the slightest chance of them overturning the 11-5 deficit from the first two days. When Colin Morikawa took an unassailable lead to the final hole against Victor Hovland, the contest was over. It was only the fifth match on the course. Ian Poulter and Lee Westwood were the only other European winners. Dustin Johnson won five out of five points for the US team, which is brimful of young talent, and it looks capable of dominating these biennial matches for the foreseeable future. A reminder of our top stories tonight. The authorities have said they will ensure government workers assigned to the December LegCo election will be absolutely loyal. The body of a senior inspector has been found in waters near Tai O. The 37-year-old went missing after a police launch capsized on Saturday. And a judge has described the knife attack on a lawmaker as senseless and horrific before sentencing the assailant to nine years in jail. The news from RTHK.
Correctly, he was also in a band called Aphrodite's Child. The Greek singer Demis Roussos had a whole string of hits in the 70s and early 80s. And while I was playing, something else just jogged my memory as well. Anonymous Scurry. If you remember her at all, she's also a beautiful singer of Greek songs. This, I reckon, would be her biggest hit, The White Rose of Athens. Dear 